have to adjust my seat so I look taller than Brian. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's much better. Yeah. So, hello and welcome back to us. <laughs> and we really want to thank Bill for doing all the Tuesdays while we were gone. Thank you, Bill. Hey. We were here, they were very nice. And uh, so we have no concerns if we're gone on a Tuesday here and there, he can fill in for us very nicely. And be very creative in it, you know, which is nice. So we're going to go ahead and begin, and then we'll share a little bit about our trip and and uh, go from there. So you want to go ahead and yeah. begin? All right. So let's go ahead and get just get relaxed, and we're going to go ahead and move in to calling in the light and the guided meditation. So just go ahead. Just begin to focus on your breathing, allowing your awareness to move with the rise and the fall of your breath. And in each breath, just allow your body to relax more and more, allowing the physical, the mental, and the emotional levels to come to balance, alignment, and a stillness. Peace be still and know that I am. And in this stillness, simply begin to bring your awareness to the seed of the I am the place where the spirit enters the body at the spiritualized center. As your body continues to relax, just allow your attention to drift upwards into a point of focus at the spiritualized center. Just very naturally and willingly bring your attention present here and now. And Lord God, as we do begin to open the door within, we invite your holy presence to enter into our inner kingdoms, bringing with it your divine grace and your blessings of loving, so that all within us may come in accordance with your divine will, your light and your sound. Lord, we ask to be filled to overflowing so that we may ever be abundant in the living, the breathing, and the acting in alignment and according to your loving blessings as they live in us and through us from moment to moment, from day to day. 
And Lord, we do our part in keeping that door open, inviting you to participate with us throughout this evening and into the night, asking that your blessings and the movement of your loving lift us higher and higher in our own divine awareness, coming more awake and alive in the living of the Spirit that we are, in full knowing, in full abundance, in consciousness, in all those ways that you wish. And for all this, we are grateful, ever holding that door open and living your loving. And so just take in another deep breath. And as we exhale, we'll go ahead and begin chanting the Anahu. Ana. spiritual senses to become awake and aware through your sight, your hearing, your feeling, your knowing. Just now, see a door in front of you. And as you become aware of this door, reach out and open the door, pulling the door towards you. And as you open this door, just begin to gaze outward outward into the realms of spirit. And just now, step through this doorway into spirit. And as you step into spirit, allow yourself to become aware of the starry sky. And as you step forward, Become aware of a path before you, a path of light and sound. Just allow this path to come present in your awareness in whatever way it wished to manifest. You may simply see it as a path of dirt or gravel, or you may actually see this as a path of light and sound. Just allow your awareness to experience this path unfolding before you in your inner awareness. And as this path manifests before you, just begin the journey one step at a time. So begin now walking this path and as you do, continue to allow your spiritual senses to become more aware and more awake, taking in more and all that is present here for you. 
begin to notice anything along this path as you keep moving forward. And as you move forward, you begin to notice that this path begins to slope upwards to rise gently into the starry sky. This is a gentle, easy walk, just allowing yourself to easily move forwards and upwards up this path into the starry sky. And as you continue walking, you begin to notice a bright light, a bright star in the sky above. And as you continue to allow this to unfold within you, you take note that this path is leading towards this bright star. So allowing this path to be illuminated by the light that comes from the star, this light lights your pathway, making your way clear and sound, knowing that each step you take is sure-footed and solid so that as you walk the spiritual path, you're walking in a strength and a solid foundation, knowing that the truth of spirit that is living in you and that you are living into is strong and solid within, that you are anchored in the realms of spirit and simply walking this path from the physical back into the spiritual kingdom. So simply continue the journey, walking and experiencing all that is to be experienced on this journey, continuing to move upwards and forwards towards this beautiful, brilliant white light. As you continue to move forwards and upwards, just now, look even more closely at this brilliant star in the sky. See the brilliance of the golden white light. And as you look closer, begin to see the shimmering lights and colors of the blues and the purples that surround this white light. And as you become aware of these colors, Allow the essence of the blue and the purple to ride that white light and emerge into you, allowing yourself to open and experience this divine essence of spirit as it comes forward through the white, the purple, and the blue. And as this brilliant colors and lights Enter your beingness. Become aware of the change in your frequency as it begins to lift you and free you of all those things of the lower worlds. Notice the difference in the rate of your vibration and frequency as it moves into a higher vibration of a greater loving, of a greater quickening. And as this quickens within you, you see and experience how easy it is to simply let go and release all those things of the body, the mind, and the emotions. Just simply allowing yourself to be free 
and to continue to release all those heavier energies of the lower worlds as you continue to journey upon this path towards this beautiful, brilliant light. And as you continue walking upwards and forwards, just now you begin to become aware of the chanting of the Anahu in the distance. You hear the Anahu being sung off in the distance. As you continue to pay attention, you notice that the song of love is coming from that brilliant light in the starry sky. So begin now to allow your hearing to open into experience. Allow the essence and the sound of the Anahu to now fill your beingness, to experience the radiance, the vibrance of the sound as it moves from above towards you and through you. Again, experiencing this loving essence of spirit as it begins now to fill you. And as it does, you notice how it begins to lift you. That as you are walking this path, you begin to lift above that you are no longer walking and now beginning to fly. That you're beginning to experience the sound of the hue and the light and love of spirit now lifting you freeing you and drawing you towards its very source, continuing to release and let go any distractions of the lower worlds that you are more and more becoming fully, fully filled, experiencing this divine sound and light, continuing to lift you and draw you towards its very center. So just now, if you have not yet lifted off the path, allow the sound to now lift you in the spirit that you may journey freely, weightlessly, clearly along this path, but now flying above towards this great light and sound as it enters into you and draws you to its very source. So now, you're becoming aware that you're coming very close now to the very center of this light and sound. And the closer you get, allowing your awareness to continue to open and expand so that you may experience the divine blessings as they are radiating in you and through you at this time, allowing your soul to be filled and lifted to once again be restored back to the very source, back to the Creator. And so now, allow your soul to enter into this radiant light and sound, experiencing your very essence merging and becoming one 
with this radiant source of the sound and light. So just now, enter in, in to God's kingdom, allowing your light and God's light to merge and become one, allowing yourself to experience this oneness and fullness So for the next several minutes, allow yourself to experience the divine sound and the divine light as you continue to merge and become one.
So now, begin the journey ever upwards, continuing to rise higher and higher in these pure realms of spirit, in this oneness, in this beingness, allowing yourself to continue to be lifted, ever merging and experiencing the greater oneness in the higher realms of spirit and the oneness with God. Simply allow the divine light and sound of loving to continue to lift you into ever greater experience of the divine within. So continuing the journey now, experiencing yet the greater abundance of God's love and its true beingness. And in this oneness, now allow yourself to experience all the aspects of God that are present. Open up and be and experience the joy, the peace, the loving, the grace, the light, the sound, the enthusiasm, the understanding, the vulnerability, the openness, the gratitude, the abundance, the fullness, and the simple, pure beingness of the movement of all these aspects in God's loving. Simply allow yourself to be and to experience the movement of all this and more as God moves in you, moves you through the fullness of all that which is God, allowing your soul 
to completely merge and to experience full oneness and truth as it is and resides in the spiritual kingdom. And in this place of the movement of beingness, all there is is to experience, to simply experience, to know and to be. So allow yourself to experience and to know your beingness, this beingness of God, allowing the loving to move you And as this loving continues to move you and you continue to experience this beingness and its brightness and fullness, allow this loving to move you freely and fully on all realms and all dimensions and fullness and oneness. No separation, no boundaries. Simple oneness of experience. And in this movement of loving, you're aware of the kingdom of God and your physical body all at the same time in the oneness, in the expression, in this movement of loving. So just now, allow this oneness and beingness to move its loving on all levels, bringing your consciousness physically aware and awake as you continue to experience the movement of the divine on all levels within and around you. So becoming physically present and spiritually aware, allowing yourself to wake up on all levels, physically, astrally,
causally, mentally, etherically, solically, and spiritually, allowing all levels and all doors to open, to experience, and to express this movement of loving in full awareness and action. So now, allowing that awareness to come present, and as you're ready, you can open your eyes, simply being and staying present in the movement of this loving and full awareness and awakeness with your eyes open, physically, consciously aware, spiritually open and aware. And we'll read something from Rumi. Seek the wisdom that will unite your knot. Seek the path that demands your whole being. Leave that which is not, but appears to be. Seek that which is, but is not apparent. So, well, we're back from our one month journey and we had a very very good time I really did everything I said I was going to do I turned off my cell phone I put away my watch and for one month that was it we just did Maui and and Honolulu and rested and took care and exercise got back into a good exercise program and got my knee going good and I'm feeling great so and he is too I hope <laughs> I think he is so it was very well worth the uh, the time it took for us to go over there and do all this and we had a wonderful week in Honolulu we had an initiates meeting uh, one night and uh, got with several of the people over in Honolulu for dinner or for lunch and just had a great time and then on uh, Saturday just before we left we had um, uh, a workshop, uh, all-day workshop, and it was wonderful, just wonderful. So we had a, we have a good community in, in Honolulu building, and they're hoping that someday they can, and hopefully maybe soon they think, put some sort of a retreat together for a weekend, and might even tempt some of you over. So, anybody want to go to Hawaii for a retreat? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we'll just have a charter. Let them know. All of Austin will come. Yeah. <laughs> Build it and they will come. <laughs> Especially if it's built in Hawaii. <laughs> so, yeah, there's some beautiful places out there for a retreat. It would be a lot of fun. So, we uh, got back Sunday night. Sunday night. Yeah, so, walked into a house full of mail and everything else. So, we're playing catch up with ourselves. In Austin. Yeah, got a clean <laughs> closet. So we had a wonderful time and we're glad to be back. We, we are glad to be back and to be with everybody again. Do you want to share anything? Or? He's going to try to find a way to not have his cell phone all the time on like he used to. Hawaii was too nice of an experience. We're trying to find a balance. You know, you can't 
push everything out because this is a part of the flow. This this we love being in. So, you know, you know a lot of the changes and shifts um, going on, and how we're making some changes around the the counseling we do and all. Um, you know, we're just having to find a balance and a realignment with all that. So, it's been a really nice nice process, a gradual one, a gentle one, an easy one. And I'll tell you what, it's really nice because it's allowed a space even within ourselves to really experience a greater opening spiritually. So it's really nice on a personal level to actually experience more because I've been so busy lately. I've been not getting out of body as regularly as I would like to. And boy, in Hawaii, it all made up the difference. You know, So it's nice we're really learning that as we really take time for ourselves, it assists us personally. And the nice thing is, not only for ourselves, but when we experience that, then there's even more to share. So there's more to experience and participate together and to share with the group as well. So in a way, it's like, I don't know, to me it's that oneness thing where we all get to benefit and partake and experience together. So as we keep expanding and loving, it's always nice to share and be open to a greater movement of loving. And I really noticed a difference this time in us going, but also in coming back, there seemed to be an easier, gradual, natural flow where other times it seemed almost abrupt, like we're there, now we're here. There was like this easier transition um, that was different this time than what I've noticed before. And even when we've been seeing people again, this time around, just the last two days we've been back, it's like it's been easier and more gradual with everybody um, of experience. So it's kind of nice. I hope we continue to experience more of that, just that smooth movement, you know, no matter what any of us are doing as far as physically whether here or some other, you know, place on the planet. So it's, it's really nice to experience that. And it's always a joy to experience, you know, the communities um, on other places around this planet. And if you ever do get a chance or would like to create that, you know, start holding that as an intention, um, whether it be Hawaii or, you know, some other place. It can be a nice experience to get out of your normal environment because you get so used to things, you, you know, habitually doing certain things a certain way. When you totally remove yourself out of your physical environment in this way, you actually can move in such a way that can assist you to actually open up inwardly as well, especially if you're going to an area you don't know very well or for the first time. It's like since you don't have that physical level of knowing, there's something inside it does in the consciousness that can sometimes actually create a space to actually allow a greater experience to unfold. And so I guess I'm just putting that out there. Um, I guess I'll... I'll share one of my experiences when I was in Hawaii is that I saw a big plane with a lot of people flying to Hawaii to experience the retreat out there. So I figure it's coming and maybe that was just an inner realm. You guys were on the inner levels coming. I'm not sure, but I, I'm fine if that happens physically as well as spiritually. I know it's going on. So that, that's a, a joy for me and I, I guess I'm putting it out there. If anything, you know, planting seeds um, just because I know, you know, from just being able to travel and experience um, being in this loving together with other communities, um, it's nice to, to do that and to experience, you know, new people all with that kind of common bind of loving and spirit that we share here in Interlight Ministries. So I guess I just share that with you because it's, it's been such a nice experience for me. Um, by all means, this is not about physically being anywhere 
or physically being any, any, with anybody. It's really about who you are spiritually and being with your spirit, your soul, inwardly. So I don't want to create this as an outer movement of loving. This is an inner movement of loving. But if that should move you physically to assist you to open up and experience more of the inner, then that's the way that I would wish it. So I'd just like to share that and um, see how it all unfolds. It was interesting, too. While we were gone, a lot of things were going on here back home. Uh, Lauren and Jaden were taking care of things at the house, reorganizing and getting things accomplished there. And uh, Tom's been working diligently on getting the Staff of the Shepherd ready for printing, reprint. And uh, we've added a couple of new chapters and all. And, and it's just amazing when you work with... Uh, uh, different people, editors and printers and, and stuff, and what they can do to, to slow you down and to mess you up and to put you on a very different time schedule. And so Tom's read the book so many times now, I think he could quote it without ever having to look at the pages. And, uh, but we're getting close to getting it to the printers probably within a day or two. And um, Bill's been working on some new CDs and different things, a lot of them. In, in the process of putting together ideas for the Tuesday night class that he was doing, came up with some new CDs that we're going to be putting out eventually. And uh, we're also in the process of closing in on getting done with our website, believe it or not. <laughs> so soon you'll be able to go to ILM.org and, and, uh, and check in and see uh, more about ILM and what we're doing. and. The nice thing about the, the website is not so much for you all, but for people around the, the, the globe, such as in England or Hawaii, California, Colorado, and so on, is that they can get online and listen to the Tuesday night classes uh, within a day or two after the Tuesday night class happens because we're going to uplink it and make it available within just a few days. We're not going to do any editing or anything. It'll just be in the raw form so that they'll experience it directly. And uh, that'll just bring our community of Interlight Ministries closer together in that way. And that way, too, if you miss a Tuesday night, uh, you can still find out what we did and what we said, so you don't feel like you've been left out in some way. But don't use that as an excuse not to come. <laughs> I'll check. <laughs> no, no, I won't. <laughs> I won't do that. <laughs> That's the one thing I don't care about. I'm not going to check out anybody. I, I have enough to do right now without having to do that little routine. So and it was very interesting. This trip was very beneficial for us, or for me anyway, uh, but I know for both of us. Uh, and I can see how I do need to create new space, new, new um, ways of being in the world. So much information came in. I mean, Eventually, uh, I'll start sharing it more in the class setting. I have to really absorb it all more fully and, and, and let it all line up inside of me so that I can really share it with you in, in a very clear manner. I don't want to uh, share anything that may not be quite lined up or quite clear yet. And so I'm working on, on bringing that clarity forward now from all that I wrote down over there. And, um, and who knows, maybe it'll be... Uh, a booklet or a book or something in the future as we open and expand it into to more material. So 
the three weeks in Maui was very beneficial. And uh, we're learning how not to be tourists, but to, to really be uh, people over there for a service, so serving ourselves, taking care of ourselves, and, and really connecting back into the spirit and, and uh, doing that so that we can serve the island community in a better way. So it really was a very nice and, and different trip. And let's see where we are here. Well, why don't we do this? Spirit's present to do it this way. Why don't we open it with a question and answer time for the beginning? Because it feels as though there's some things that might wish to be moved out here that will move us in a, in a certain direction. So I'm going to open the floor to question and answers. If you want to just raise your hand, uh, Laura is going to bring the microphone around, and we'll go from there. Testing. It's on. So did anything happen that made with Bill that made you want to ask a question? No. <laughs> <laughs> or if you have something to share about your holiday, uh, about your experience with the Tuesday nights while we were gone, that'd be fine too. Bill kind of brought back the last time we were together, you know, uh, putting out in the light things that we were concerned about or, you know, to just kind of create new energy around problems or solutions or happy things. And that was kind of, that was kind of enjoyable. We hadn't done that in a while. And it just really felt good. We all just kind of sat around and put different things in the light. And it really felt good. And I'd love to, you know, do more of that again if it's possible. Oh, sure. Yeah. Yeah. It just, I don't know. It just kind of brought us all together. As, you know, we all have problems and we all have happiness. And it was a good sharing. Thank you. That's a wonderful experience. It's a good way to, to move things in your life, a very easy way to do it. It felt really good. <laughs> and he gave a uh, uh, talk about being in gratitude and uh, staying there and how things opened up uh, existing in this state. Moved, moving easy uh, as we went along the day. Well, gratitude is a key. I know for myself that any time I find myself in a, a shadowy place, a dark place, a place that seems limited, uh, a place that has a lot of walls that try to close in or stop me. If I can remind myself just to go into that place of gratitude and be grateful for right where I am, no matter what the situation is, just be grateful for what I'm in right now. The gratitude often will come in and just transform it and begin to make the walls more transparent so that I don't feel closed in, give me more clarity and understanding on the situation around me so that I can keep stepping forward. Because oftentimes, if things start getting shadowy, dark, tight, compressed, it's easy to kind of stop in your tracks, get stagnant, 
and and lose your momentum and lose sight of where you were going. And then all of a sudden you feel as though you're alone, that spirit isn't with you, that the world isn't with you, and it makes you feel as though you want to give up sometimes. And I found that whenever I feel that energy starting to come forward, if I can just move into gratitude, and, and moving into gratitude is being grateful for the people that are in the situation, being grateful for the situation, being grateful for myself to be willing to participate in this for my own learning, and to be grateful for God, for bringing this into my life, for bringing me into this situation so that I can learn and grow as a soul and free myself of whatever the, the situation is that might be closing in on me, that is holding me in bondage, so that I can stand free of it and move forward with an understanding, with the wisdom of the situation, and with the loving of it. And so gratitude is often a key that begins to bring about that liberation and that, that freedom for myself. So I would say gratitude is a, a, a true magical pill, if you will, that can really transform your life. I remember when we were over in Dharamsala visiting the Dalai Lama. We um, went over because I uh, worked with Fetcher Institute uh, to get some grant money together to do a three-year research program with the uh, Tibetan hospital. And they were going to do some research on uh, the magic pills, the, the pharma, not the pharmaceutical pills, but the herbal pills that the Tibetan uh, people put together, the doctors put together, that people take and uh, for healing. And it was very fascinating to watch them make them, how they actually put them together uh, and, and how they produce them, what they're made out of, and to see them all laid out on top of the rooftops of the hospital drying up on the roof and um, and to know that these were the, the little magic pills. And I remember talking to one of the doctors there and I said, what would you say is the most powerful magic pill that, that you have? Which one is the one that really does the most for people? And he walked over to uh, an empty bed, just a piece of, of wooden slab that had nothing on it. And he said, it's this one here. And I said, but there's nothing here. There's no, no pills here. And he said, yeah, it's, it's, this is the, the greatest medicine because here lies everything. You have love, you have joy, you have peace, and you have gratitude. And it's right here that everything really is for the healing. But people don't realize that, so we have to give them these pills. And each pill represents to them gratitude and loving and joy and and even the names of some of them are just that. And he went over and he picked up one and he said, and this is the pill that is called gratitude. And he said the word in Tibetan, but I have no way of saying it because I don't know what it was. I don't remember. And it was very interesting to hear him say that. And then he walked back over and he said, but really it's, it's all right here. And we have to, to create this, these separations so that people can accept them better because they won't go into the nothingness to experience that truth. And in looking at how they do their healing, they really approach it from a very different way than we do. And gratitude is a real key to the healing. They approach everything, just as I was talking about earlier, and I think that they help to anchor 
my own action of gratitude into my consciousness in a deeper way by watching because they really are grateful for just how their life is. And whatever they're experiencing, they have gratitude merged in with that. And, and the greatest experience I think I've ever had around the word gratitude uh, was one day we were coming out of uh, the residence we were staying in. We stayed at the home of the uh, sister-in-law of the Dalai Lama. And we were coming down the mountain, down to where the Dalai Lama's uh, residence is, and next door to it is a rather large temple that every morning at 5 o'clock in the morning they would come together and begin their prayers, their chants, and ceremony. And so we were making our way down one morning, and the sun was just rising, and it was just freezing cold. And we were up at 11,000 feet up in the Himalayas, and uh, uh, I guess towards the end of winter, uh, not springtime up there yet by any means of the word. And uh, so we're making our way down to where the, uh, the temple was. And uh, as I was walking down this pathway, I had noticed uh, a, there was like a, a cliff that kind of with a ledge that kind of went out from where the pathway was. And I had always noticed this kind of a, a lean-to kind of thing, but I never really gave it much notice. And I, I, I never thought about, well, what's in there? What are they storing? Or, you know, it, it almost looks like a, a makeshift little lean-to where you would store your lawnmower or, you know, things like that just to kind of get them out of the weather. And as I was walking by, the uh, flap opened up and this little woman came out from there and I realized that this is where she lived. And she looked at me and she smiled and I was flooded with this, this gratitude. She was just filled with gratitude. It wasn't loving, it wasn't joy, it was gratitude. But in the midst of loving, in the midst of the gratitude was the loving, was the joy, was this bliss. I mean it was just pure bliss in her that, that was radiating out in every direction from her being. And I couldn't speak Tibetan and she couldn't speak English, but we just looked, I, I stopped and we just looked at each other for a little while. And then I finally made my way on down to where the uh, monastery was and where the temple was and, and went in and, and sat down while they were doing the ceremony. And it was, it was interesting because afterwards I asked somebody about her and they said that she had made her way from Tibet to be near the Dalai Lama and that she had built that for herself to live in as close to the Dalai Lama as she could be because to her the Dalai Lama is God. He is a Buddha incarnate and it is very important to be near him if you can, if you're a Tibetan. And so to her this was being in paradise. She was in paradise because she could be right there, hear the monks chanting, see the Dalai Lama making his way around the properties and, and visiting with people and she could go and be there watching all of this and see busloads of people coming in from Tibet to see him and then going back. And they would actually sneak across the border. And they would walk for days through the Himalayas, sneak across the border, 
buses would pick them up, bring them to see the Dalai Lama, and then they would go back if they had to because of their families being there. But it was very important for them to make their way and see His Holiness. So this man was telling me that she made her way and she's lived there for I don't know how long, I don't remember how long, but it was several years, just living there in His in his company, in his bliss, and that she herself was a radiant uh, demonstration of that. So I learned right away that it's important for us to search out where is our bliss, where is our joy, where is our gratitude, and to begin to live that more. Find what it is in you and find what it is in the world that helps to promote that consciousness of joy and bliss and gratitude and loving inside of you and be there, be in that. Whether it's, it's in your meditation practice, whether it's in your garden, whether it's with your children or your grandchildren or wherever it is, make an attempt to create in your life those things that will support you in your inner practice. And let go of those things that don't support you. And, and I really watched in Tibet these men and these women too because there are nuns that live in the monastery there as well as the monks. And they all live very, very simple lives as do most all the Tibetans. Besides the, uh, the monastery of monks and nuns and, and the Dalai Lama, there's also uh, probably several thousand men and women and their families that live there, that work, that do either with or for the hospital or for the tourist business. As well as there's a uh, orphanage there of 5,000 children, all from Tibet, that uh, have lost their parents. And uh, they have brought the children there to be raised uh, Tibetan and in their religion so that the society will continue. And so it was very fascinating to be with the children and to see them and to really witness their joy. And in the midst of terrible situations of losing family and everything, they too had a sense of gratitude and joy about them that I haven't witnessed very much in the rest of the world. And part of it is the simplicity that they live in. They live a simple life. They live a simple way. And they move into this pattern of acceptance of what is. They don't go into judgment. They just accept what is and then they see how they can best utilize this for their own good or for the good of another. And in, in society in the West, you don't often see that kind of inner relationship moving into the outer to keep transforming the outer to serve one better. Uh, oftentimes we go into resistance and resentment and we shut down and we pull away and we, we get angry and we get frustrated and we demand our way and, and guess what? You don't get a lot of things that way except for more anger and frustration and separation. So witnessing all that, I, it was one of the great blessings of my life to go and to witness all these things. And oftentimes when I find myself going into my own little self and kind of feeling sorry for myself and all, I think of this woman. I think of her opening that flap and just seeing that face and, and, the, and the glory in it. It was just glorified. And, and 
witnessing that she lived there 365 days a year in bitter cold, up at 11,000 feet, and with nothing, nothing, literally nothing. I mean, her clothes were pretty tattered, not, not in great shape, but she was happy. And it's just, it's, it's, it's a good reminder for me. I know that uh, over the last few years, I've had a few physical things come up and I've had to deal with this surgery or this doctor or whatever. And she's kind of been in my forefront sometimes reminding me to stay in that state of, of gratitude, even be grateful for the, the situations in my life, such as with my thyroid or whatever. And it's interesting how in gratitude, you can be led to the perfect situation in your life. I have been led three times now to the best doctors for the type of situation that I was in. And uh, I could have just as easily gone to some of the worst because there's a lot of those out there too. And yet I followed the spirit and I followed that sense of gratitude and I found doctors that live just that. They live in a sense of gratitude. They are so grateful to be of service to others. And they really are not just practicing, they are doing medicine in a grateful state. And that to me was some of the most transformational process of healing for me. It served me very well in my own healing and I watched it serve others. And um, a very good example of that was in at the Mayo Clinic. I needed to have some surgery and I decided after talking to several doctors here, I was going to go and just check out this thing called the Mayo Clinic to see if it was as good as everybody was saying it was. And so Brian went along with me and we got there. And sure enough, it was a marvelous experience. And the day of my surgery, uh, or the day before the surgery, I met with the anesthesiologist. And he came in and he sat down and he didn't sit on the other side of a desk like most doctors would to talk to you about whatever they're going to be doing. He got the chair, pulled it around, and sat down, and he had his knee right against my knee. And he sat there with our knees touching, and he looked at me and he says, now you know you're going to be fine after the surgery, don't you? And I go, well, yes, I, I think I am. And he says, no, you are going to be fine. You're going to do absolutely wonderful with this anesthesia and with the anesthetic, and you're going to move through the surgery, and it's just going to be so simple for you. And he took both my hands in his hands, and he held them, and he just kept talking to me and talking to me until he could feel, see, whatever it was, that I was in harmony with what he was saying. And then he was complete. And he shook my hand, and he says, Now, I'm not actually the doctor who's going to be doing uh, the anesthetic with you tomorrow in the surgery, but I know the gentleman that's going to be doing it, and he is good. And I want you to trust him just as you now trust me. Believe in him, believe in yourself, believe in the doctors, and you're going to be fine. And that's, that just pulled me right into agreement with whatever was going to happen. And it all went beautifully because of that. And so... I have found that if I can hold to that kind of an attitude inside myself, that energy 
of gratitude, of joy, of loving, of cooperation, of accepting things just as they are and then seeing how to best move with that, that life does really flow with you. You flow with life. It all serves you. And there's a harmony there. There's a harmony to life that we can move into and live in if we will allow ourselves to do so. And so I've had three good references over the last couple of years with these different medical things that have gone on in my life. And again, referring back to this little woman in Tibet, uh, uh, in Dharamsala, just